Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 121 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Ah, the sweet smell of summer honey. It's extraction time here at the Norfolk Honey Company, so stay tuned to hear about our process and kit we use to make the job as easy as possible. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm grateful to Honeypore Hives for sponsoring in part our podcast for this season. Honeypore Hives, as I'm sure you're aware, are Polly Langstroth Hives, and we're setting up an apiary full of their hives this season, courtesy of Honeypore. Check out their range of hives and other equipment on their website, and I'll leave links to all of the websites in the show notes as usual. Honeypore Hives, designed by beekeepers for beekeepers. Welcome back to another weekly instalment of our beekeeping antics. It's been a tough physical week with all the usual lifting and moving of honey supers as we take off the summer honey crop. I'm glad to say my back seems to be holding up uh, very well at the moment. Famous last words, of course, but I'm doing all I can to protect it and starting to put together some neat but simple bits of kit to help take the strain out of the process. It's been another whirlwind week. Clearer boards on, supers off, clearer boards on, supers off. I have a feeling, though, that this summer crop is going to be way down on what I might have expected if we hadn't split colonies again. It's also been very dry again this summer for us here in Norfolk, and despite having lots of apiaries near rivers and lakes, the bees really seem to have struggled with building up larger surpluses of honey. As I mentioned before, Lots of brood boxes have been very short on stored honey, so we're getting feeders straight on along with our treatments for Varroa. On the subject of Varroa, I've not seen many colonies with high numbers of Varroa this year, apart from the couple of colonies that I appear to have completely sidelined and forgotten about. All of the others seem really strong and healthy in terms of Varroa. I've spotted another CBPV colony just this week and really need to take a seriously close look at it to decide what to do. I have a feeling it will be destruction, sad to say, but I just don't want it moving through my apiaries and wiping out many more colonies. I spotted it as we were inspecting colonies prior to removing some supers this week. We had just removed the supers from Gary's Hive, which you'll remember from last week is proving to be quite a challenge. More of Gary's Hive next week perhaps, but for this week I wanted to talk you around my honey extraction room and tell you about the new bee feed that we're stocking at our unit in Norwich. So the honey room is finally in action. I'd have to say it's still a work in progress. I'm not totally convinced of the exact layout yet, but this week has allowed me to get a fairly decent workflow going without the constant need to move things around, lift heavy boxes, and generally make more work of it than it needs to be. The extra space compared to the small honey room at home is an absolute godsend. Being able to move freely around without tripping over extractor legs or empty honey supers, it also keeps that internal temperature down. There's nothing more annoying than trying to turn around holding a sticky box of frames and tripping over a piece of kit and sending that box flying. So next week, without fail, 
I'm going to let you know how big the honey room is. I keep forgetting to measure it, and I'm constantly trying to picture in my mind how big it is, and I usually overestimate. Next week, I'll get the tape out and measure it, but for this week, I'm going to guess that it's something around 5 by 7 maybe a little more or less, who knows? So compared to the 3 meters square room that I had before, it's a huge amount of space. So 5 meters deep by 7 wide, I think I've tried to guess before and probably come up with some other measurements, but anyway, let's go with 5 meters deep and 7 meters wide. The doorway is to the left side of the new wall that we put in and about a metre away from the wall. And that allows me to use my latest gadgets, which are those trolleys, the wheels on the uh, plywood. So that allows me to wheel the full supers through the new hanging PVC strip blinds that keeps the dust out uh, and also the odd bee in. Uh, but it means that I don't have to lift them through, which is absolutely fantastic. There's probably enough room for six to eight stacks of supers without cramping into the workspace that I've created. And this week I've been setting out the extraction line and I thought I'd just give you a flavour of how I've got it set up. So first up, I've got a 600mm square stainless steel table. Everything is stainless steel, clean, hygienic and easy to wash down afterwards. On this table, I have my large square scales for weighing the supers when they're full of honey, and then again once they've been extracted, just to get a range of the weights that I'm extracting. They're actually scales designed for weighing animals, such as cats and dogs, but serve the purpose perfectly. These scales are just for my own use, a rough guide so that I do know how much wax and honey we're extracting, so they don't have to be a certified set of scales and be as accurate as to the nearest gram. Unlike the scales that we use for measuring the honey that goes into the jars, those are certified as tested and accurate. So next up is the Appy Melter. You've heard me talk about this piece of kit before. It's a fantastic unit that has the capacity to hold a lot of honey and wax before being turned on and melting it all down. As far as uncapping the frames of honey is concerned, I currently have five different options, and each has its pros and cons for use. First up is probably my old favourite, a cold, sharp bread knife. And I have to say, it probably is one of my favourites. Cheap, easy to use, and easy to clean. I prefer the wider serrated bladed bread knives to the smaller, narrower serrations, but as long as it's sharp, you can slice through the wax cappings easily, and the cone doesn't need to be flat and level for it to work. The biggest challenge is having to grip a handle for several hours a day to uncap all the frames. My hands do get quite sore and achy after a long day of uncapping, but if you've only got a couple of supers to uncap, then I think a simple bread knife is perfect. The very first uncapping knife I ever bought was a heated bladed version from Thorns. Everyone was saying how great they were, and so I followed the crowd. Again, they're simple to use and clean. There is the added complication that it needs to be plugged in, obviously providing a trip hazard, and they get very, very hot. Sometimes a little too hot, I find, but slicing through the wax cappings is quick and easy. It had a pointed tip, 
has a pointed tip, which helps to get into those awkward corners where the bees don't quite draw the comb out far enough for the knife to slice it off. And other than dropping the cable into the sticky mess in the appy melter, it works fine. Oh, and obviously if you touch the blade, it burns. An obvious thing to say, but it does get really very hot. Next up is more of an accessory to uncapping, and that's the uncapping fork. I guess you could use it to uncap an entire box of super frames, but that's an awful lot of scraping. I use it to get at the cappings when the frame is undulating and the bread knife won't just get down into the nooks and crannies. The same issue applies as the bread knife in terms of having to hold on to a knife for an extended period of time, but it works really well at just scraping off the wax cappings, and if you take regular breaks then I guess that would be fine. A couple of years ago I bought a Carl Fritz brush uncapper. I can best describe this as a giant bottle brush attached to an electric motor. It sits horizontally on a wooden frame that I made for it, and when turned on, the brush spins towards you and so downwards. As it spins, you hold the capped frame of honey against it and the brush flicks the cappings off and down into the appy melter or whatever tub you happen to be using. It's really effective and you can angle the frame to get the brush into the hard to reach corners, uncapping an entire frame quickly and effectively. I do have several issues with it though, and I'm still trying to find the best way to use it. Firstly, the cappings come off the comb so quickly that they're really fine flecks of wax. Although most go down into the appy melter, a lot stay on the frame, and when extracted, these small particles of wax clog up the strainer really quickly. I also find the brush has a tendency to whip some of the cappings and honey round so quickly that it sometimes flicks them round out of the back of the uncapper. In this case, into the top of the appy melter, where there's an electric heating element. Honey and wax don't do terribly well when the electric element is switched on, and I did once walk into the old honey room to see smoke billowing out of the appy melter where it had stuck to the heating element and burnt. Using it now entails wrapping the lid of the appy melter in shrink wrap to protect the inner lid. Finally, cleaning it is a bit of a chore too, but I'm getting quicker at rinsing the bristles and washing away the wax, so it's just another part of the process really. I do find the issue of the small particles of wax clogging the strainer the biggest issue though. I need to spend some time working out the best way to deal with this, and then I think it would be my preferred uncapper so far. That is, until I used the honey pour slit uncapper. I may have found the perfect tool for the job for me. As with most of these tools, there are pros and cons, and the first thing to say about the honey pour slit uncapper is it isn't cheap. The same can be said for the Fritz brush uncapper, but if you have a lot of supers to extract, it's worth the investment. So, the slit uncapper is a hollow cast block of aluminium about 4 inches, 5 inches by 4, attached to a handle. It has an inlet and an outlet fitting on the back, to which you attach a couple of hoses, one coming from a steam unit and the other running to a sink or drain bucket. Immediately, there's another cost here, a steam unit, but it's just a wallpaper stripper, and they're reasonably priced, I find. So the steam is generated, flows through the hose into the back of the aluminium block, heats the block, 
and excess steam and condensed water runs through the outlet pipe and into the sink or drain bucket. The front of the block has a series of fins that act as a heat sink and are positioned so that they match the middle of each capped cell that needs uncapping. Holding the handle of the slit uncapper, you press it against the capped frame of honey and draw it downwards. Three or four movements and the entire frame has a series of slits running down the frame, exposing each cell and the honey within. When it's placed in the extractor, the force of the extraction flicks open the cappings of the cells further and throws the honey out of the cells. There's very little wax to block up the strainer and so far it's worked really well. The downsides are you have quite a lot of hose that could become a trip hazard and you have to keep an eye on the water level in the steam cleaner. Again, it needs cleaning after you've finished but it is as simple as washing in soapy water and then I normally pour a kettle of boiling water over the fins to clean them thoroughly. It's no big chore and I do really like it. I guess we each have our favourite ways of uncapping honey. Whichever it is, there's something rather special at seeing the honey dripping from the freshly exposed cells and being hit with that heady aroma of summer. Once uncapped, I can fit 20 frames into my radial extractor. It's an electric radial extractor from Carl Fritz and works fantastically well. Again, stainless steel for cleanliness and it seems to do a great job at getting the very last drops of honey out of the frames. A couple of niggles to mention. Firstly, the construction is really nice. As I said, it's stainless steel throughout. So why, oh why, add a flimsy, thin Perspex lid? Far better to have something a little thicker, or even stainless steel, perhaps, with a window to see when all the honey has been extracted. You can do this by watching the side wall of the extractor, and if you look carefully, you can see the tiny flecks of honey hitting and splattering against the sidewall of the extractor and dripping down. When that stops and you're at full speed, you know you've got it all. The other little moan I have is on the model I have, there's an automatic cutoff switch that trips when you lift the lid. This is held in position by a plastic button that screws into a small bolt through the lid. These seem to break really quickly and I'm now thinking I'll add a small hook and clasp instead of repeatedly replacing this inadequate feature. It's a minor issue, but when you spend so much on a piece of kit, you'd like it to work properly. As a radial extractor, the frames fit in like the spokes of a wheel. The honey is extracted from both sides at once, so there's no need to turn frames around as you would with a tangential extractor. As I extract the honey, it flows out of the honey gate into a bucket, Someday I'll get an upgrade of a honey sump or something similar, but for now I fill the bucket and then pour it manually into a large double strainer which sits above a 100 kilo settling tank. Once it's strained and had a couple of hours to settle, I drain it off into washed honey buckets where it's labelled and sealed. I usually test it for water content too. That is, unless it's going straight into the bottling system, in which case it will go into the creamy unit which I use both for soft set and runny honey. I simply don't allow it to set or use the stirrer paddle prior to bottling it for runny honey. That then is my current setup and it's worked quite nicely this summer. An addition might be a frame carousel to stack uncapped frames prior to them going into the extractor. I can only uncap around two boxes of frames before my workspace 
over the appy melter becomes clogged up. Other than that, the previously mentioned honey sunburn pump would be a handy and sensible option, I think. This setup should be more than adequate for the number of colonies I intend to have. Even if we were able to go to maybe two or three hundred hives, I think this would still be a decent setup for us. Do let me know what setup you have and what kind of kit you prefer. I'm always interested to hear what other beekeepers have as a honey extraction setup, and I'm always finding better ways to work when I speak to other beekeepers. Moving on, I mentioned before that I was feeding our bees right now because there's little or no food in the brood boxes. I actually found a colony that was close to starving during this week's inspections, so do keep an eye on the food levels in your colonies. I have now secured a supply of autumn bee feed called Apikel. It's a heavy syrup that I've used before and I import it direct from the manufacturers in Germany. I still like and use the Apimix from Modern Beekeeping, but having an additional option always makes sense. The Apikel comes in the usual sizes, the most convenient for most beekeepers being the 14 kilo plastic can. The biggest issue with syrup is the cost of transporting it and it almost makes it prohibitively expensive. That said, I'm happy to supply the Apikel bee syrup to any of you should you need it, especially if you're able to pop to Norwich to collect it and therefore get rid of that very heavy delivery charge. If there's enough people wanting it, I could always arrange to meet up at a central location such as Corley Services in the Midlands or somewhere near Stansted or something. It's just a thought, really, but if we get enough people that want the Apikel syrup, we can always put together a trailer load and have a collection point somewhere. The bees really like both of them, and it gets them nicely prepared with stores for the winter. If you'd like some, please do send me a message either via Patreon or my website contact page, and we'll see what we can do to meet up and get it delivered. Or pop up to Norwich and come and have a look at the new unit. Well, time's up for another week. I'm back to the unit to extract some more honey this morning. It's going to be a really hot one. Please do take a look at the extra content available on my Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet. Music